Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. <laughs> the soundtrack of your life. And the hits just keep on coming. Skypilotradio.com Well, well, yeah. well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a while. Nice gang. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Hell of a way to leave, but guess what? I'm back. Uh, light on my mind, light on my mind, blood in my eyes, yeah. Head in the skies, uh, I'm tripping about mine, real. Cutting the ties, ties, uh, one of a kind, one of a kind, hard to find. Yeah, I'm tripping about mine. Uh, light on my mind, light on my mind, blood in my eyes, blood in my that's right, it's a lot on my mind, a lot to talk about, we got a little bit of time, season one, come here, oh yeah, let's go. I cannot save you from all of this drip, pockets ain't never in drought, in my own lane, never change my route, niggas already know what I'm about, for real, got three just rolled up a stout, kicking your hoe out my house, I get my nut then she bounce, she do not come unannounced, Keep my mind on all of this money. That's how I'm tuning them out. Just uh, pistol ruling them out. Kill killers lurking, waiting well, for well, you to well. come out. Well, well, well. That's right. Thank you so much, Linda. New music from Little One, a local uh, hot, hot artist out here. We're gonna get into him on part two of this season of the schedule segment. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. If you're just now tuning in and you don't understand what's been going on <laughs> yeah i'm here to tell you my name is eg the urban scholar and you are listening to renegade talk las vegas where we don't sugarcoat anything and this is season three i welcome you i welcome you to a great experience to something just a little bit new we got a crazy lineup for this particular week this is part one of the part two premiere and it's been a lot also make sure you stay tuned and keep listening to Sky Pilot Radio, The Heat. Also, Sky Pilot Radio, some of those classic hits. Also, if you need any DJ assistance, or if you're just looking for a DJ and you happen to be on the West Coast, or even internationally, hey, we will fly out for the right price. Just make sure you go to skypilotradio.com, and wow, yeah, I'm there. Emails through Renegade Talk. You gotta check it out. Well, well, well. As I left here, my last situation with any of these shows was that Facebook was blocking all the content and they were holding back a lot of good information, which we here at Renegade know that that's just not right. So with all of the bull, with everything that's going on and happening with the social media situations and my show, I was happy to come back and explain a little bit. And if you would just like to know the whole story, make sure you check out that Facebook verse EG. You're gonna have to check that out. And with that being said, you know, we got and we must, first things first, the White House and this Trump impeachment situation. <laughs> yes, that's, that's right, Renegade. We all wanted to know what that really was about. And as we see here, the White House considers arguing that Trump wasn't impeached. Hmm, I don't, what? Let's just get right into it. I'm tired of 
just building the anticipation up and getting you ready. Well, the White House is considering making the argument that President Trump was not officially impeached. Given that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has not transmitted the articles of impeachment to the Senate. Hmm. Two sources involved in the presidential impeachment defense told CBS News. The White House voted to impeach Mr. Trump on two articles of impeachment. Abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. What? On Wednesday, however, Pelosi told reporters on Thursday that the House would wait to deliver the articles until the Senate had laid out the rules for the trial. Hmm. We wonder. Renegade Nation, Renegade Nation. This right here makes you think, just like I said, nothing is official till it's on that black and white paper. Well, when we see the process that's set for in the Senate, that will know the number of managers will have to move forward and who you choose. The California Democrats said the House must vote on a resolution designating impeachment managers to prosecute the case against Mr. Trump in the Senate before delivering the articles. Wow. Hmm. Well, the White House is considering making the case that Mr. Trump has not been impeached based on a piece by Harvard Law, based on an opinion piece by Harvard Law professor Noah Fledman on Bloomberg's opinion page Thursday. Fledman, once one of the legal experts called by Democrats to testify before the House Judiciary Committee. Earlier this month, Anne has advocated for Mr. Trump impeachment and removal from office. What? Well, if the House does not communicate its impeachment to the Senate, it hasn't actually impeached the president. If the articles are not transmitted, Trump could legitimately say that he wasn't truly impeached at all. <laughs> well, the sources told CBS that the White House views Pelosi's delay as a Christmas gift. They plan to use the delay to argue that the Democrats have so little faith in their own case for impeachment. They are too scared to trigger a trial that they know that they're going to lose. Hmm. Well, a senior White House official said the White House might pursue that line of messaging. But the White House is also in a wait-and-see attitude over the Christmas holiday. Hmm. Right now, the officials say they prefer to focus on happy messaging, not flogging impeachment messaging over the holidays. Well, well, well. There you have it. Renegade Nation. As I always said, there's much more to the story. And with that being said, what is your take on this? Is it really because of this Christmas holiday? Should a holiday take some type of Trump over an impeachment? <laughs> wow, that was a good one, Music Mike. <laughs> oh, we have Music Mike and Linda here, still the beautiful staff. That's right, we're gonna take a small, small, short break. Again, my name is E.G. the Urban Scholar, and we have a few more topics to get into on this season premiere. That's right, this is part one of this beautiful season premiere. Again, stay tuned. Non-stop shock radio. Renegade talk radio. Get an early start on ammunition to rip that asshole that'll be messing with you later. <laughs> the soundtrack of your life. 
And the hits just keep on coming. SkyPilotRadio.com That's right, that's right, I'm back. Let's get right into it. We got some more exclusive music here at Renegade Talk Radio. I was rapping them bells, I'm trying to start a business. I really made it through hell, I guess that guy's listening. Put some money on your head just like a bar mitzvah. I'm pouring the fall in my drink, don't need a bartender. As soon as you show me you ain't worthy, then I know you meant it. I gave my heart to the streets and it went bowling with it. You, you, you see that pistol in my jeans, don't need no cold offended. When I was broke, they used to act like they didn't know a nigga. I know they jealous cause they women taking photos with me. I, I got children so I can't afford to leave a witness. I'm in the mouth just like a two, she should go see the dentist. Hustle from start to finish, niggas thought they had me finished. They got my cousin sentence, I don't see the blessing in it. I went from rag to riches, all I did was mama. Another one for Lil Wayne. Settle. Thank you so much for that, Linda. That's right. In case you're just wondering and you're just now tuning in, my name is EG, the Urban Scholar, and you are listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas. Well, well, well. Apple wants to bypass carriers and beam internet data directly to the iPhone's VA satellites. (laughs) <laughs> I told you, Renegade, I told you that these mobile carriers and, of course, Apple, they wanted to link in directly to just them. And if you didn't quite catch that, layman's terms, they just want to cut the middleman out. And with this being said, here we go. <laughs> Well, 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 look out, Verizon. Look out, AT&T and other carriers out there. Apple is working on a way to bypass carriers and beam internet and other data directly to iPhones. That's according to a report from Bloomberg that says that it's company main priority. It says that that's this company's main priority. According to the report, Apple has a secret team of engineers specializing in aerospace satellites and antenna design working on a project. Apple's work on communication satellites and next generation wireless technology means the aim is likely to beam data to a user's device, potentially migrating the dependence on wireless carriers for linking devices together without a traditional network. Apple could also be exploring satellites for more precise location tracking for its device, enabling improved maps and new features. Wow. Hmm. Like I said, Apple eventually will be the main source and focus of what's going on. Bloomberg's report says Apple hopes to delay the satellites within the next five years. If Apple doesn't indeed use its own constellation of satellites to beam internet access to iPhones and other devices, it could have a major consequence for traditional carriers whose main business model relies on the subscription fees smartphone data plans bring in. Hmm. Well, Apple becoming its own space ISP. (laughs) Isn't that far out of an idea? Hmm. The company has increasingly made moves to design and control every aspect of its product. 
This started years ago with Apple making its own custom A series silicone for its phones and iPads instead of relying on the shelf CPUs. More recently, Apple is said to be working on its own 5G modem to replace the Intel modems it has used in the past years. By creating its own data delivery system, Apple could give its customers a more uniform experience across its devices, as well as creating and recruiting subscriptions based on the revenue source. Hmm. So, what I gathered here, Renegade Nation, they just basically want to control their own shit. They're tired of having to rely on some type of another carrier, so far as the T-Mobiles, Verizon Wireless, the list goes on and on. So they want to cut out that middleman and just actually make more money and mark my words. This is only gonna make that phone cost more. Now that it will be on a, let's just say, whole secure data operation. They don't have to use, oh, man, this is crazy. So. I'm telling you, with that being said, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have some way that it is gonna be really unlimited. No interruptions, no slow connections, none of that. But the main catch will be, it's gonna be a lot, lot more money. So much, <laughs> wow. So much that I don't even know where to start it. Yes, and like, where do we start from something like that? <laughs> I tell you. So, moving right along, we had one more story. You know, we gotta stay serious, and then we gotta hit you with a little what if, and something that really might make you think. Okay, so, thank you so much for this music, Mike, Linda. Oh man, wonderful staff again. Alienated, alone, and angry what the digital revolution really did to us. We were promised community, happiness, and dedication. Instead, we got dislocated, distrustful, and disaligned. What? <laughs> well, well, well. In April 1997, Wired Magazine published a feature with the grad and regrettable title, Birth of a Digital Nation. It was a good time to make sweeping, sunny pronouncements about the future of the U.S. and its technology. Microsoft was about to become the world's most valuable company, a first for a tech firm. A computer built by IBM was about to beat the world chess champion at his own game? What? And yet the journalist, John Katz, agreed the country was on the verge of something even greater than before. Something that would change the course of world history, led by the digital nation, a new social class, a young, educated, affluent businesses, social and cultural lives were going to change. The internet, a revolution was at hand, which would produce an unpredictable levels of civil engagement and freedom. Hmm. <laughs> oh, Renegade Nation. Did it do that? Did it really do that? Or did it actually take 
the actual engagement of just meeting someone? Did it take away from a person meeting you and being social? Because right now, social, people think Facebook, Instagram. When I say, let's have a social icebreaker, you don't think about actually meeting someone and being in a group and, you know, saying your name and where you're from and what it, what is it that you actually do for employment. You think about the internet. You're gonna think about, you know what I'm going with this Renegade Nation. It took away the socialism of actually kids meeting kids, meeting new friends. Now, it is so hard to be even on a date without somebody reaching for the phone. You and I both know this is so true. Actually, we can really say that this is factual. The tools of this revolution were facts with which the digital nation was obsessed. And with this, which they would destroy or at least paralyze politics, which were boring and suspicious already. Let's just face it, Renegade Nation. Up until now, up until they had that voter die, up until they tried to really put politics with the hip hop music or with the modern day social culture that actually young American youth start to actually care about what was going on with politics in the first place. Let's just be honest here, Renegade Nation. You and I both know about this. Well, comparing the coming of this age of technology changes the conversations so far as media, political culture, in which people could amass factual material, voice their perspective, opinions, factual material, and also discuss certain issues in a racial way, such a sensible and such a suitable way. So you got the racial, dealing with the suitable, what well, the tantalizing possibility that technology could fuse with politics to create a more civil society. <laughs> Do you really think that's the really reason why they created the social? No, you cannot. And I will not believe that. On a side note here, because you know we're going to take a lot of those. On a side note here, I really think that they did it just so they can control what was being put out to the masses. In a certain way that they have complete and 100% control. Because if you really pay attention, they have the open web, they have that mid-level web, then they have the dark web. Then they have the deep web. See, we can get into some things here. You want to talk about technology. After you did a show last season, you must check it out. Well, such arguments that a rational tech vanguard would spark an empathy cycle of national participation were common at a time. Though they were not unchallenged, Katz is notable for its relativity restraint, the long boom an emphasis piece of publication in a Wired magazine just three months later, predicted the spread of digital networks to every corner of the planet, leading to the great cross-fertilization of ideas, the ongoing, never-ending conversation that would accumulate by 2020. <laughs> wonder, you wonder, in a civilization of citizens that would set foot on Mars and species wide harming. Instead, we got a baby Yoda. <laughs> wow. Though profound influence on the next 20 years 
of the fair policies toward the positive public opinion about the digitalness of American life. A deeply felt, most unexamined sense that tech will lead to a fear of more in existence of midwife of our digital prospects. It allowed the creator of a website to rate the attractiveness of Harvard's women students to build an advertising platform with $55 billion in annual revenue. If you didn't know who we're talking about, Facebook, come on now, I have got into this before. <laughs> and you know, we're gonna get into it. So with that being said, is it kind of a coincidence that these things came up and it allowed an online shopping site to create and sell books, a 25.7 billion cloud computing network that also they're gonna sell to the government and they're gonna use it for their data servers. Come on now, do I have to go on and on and on? It sounds like to me, the way for rich people to summon private drivers to turn itself into 4.7 billion, well, whatever the hell Uber is. <laughs> oh man, it hadn't tamed policies. It seemed, though challenged at the edges, this lingered as late as 2012, even as vast platforms that now control the internet has assumed their current shapes. The best sellers, author Steven Johnson, argue the glass was half full in his book, The Future Perfect. That period progressiveness. Well, looking back from shaky edge of a new decade, it's clear that the past 10 years saw many Americans snap out of their dreams shaken awake by a brutal series of shocks and dislocations from their very changes that were supposed to create a civilization of the mind in cyberspace. Let's take a second on a side note. The internet was supposed to create a civilization of the mind in cyberspace. No, it created to where you do not have to use your mind at all. And the cyberspace is your mind. Come on now, Renegade Nation, are you following me here? This whole digital world and this sense of things? Why do you think these so, as I quote unquote, older people? Because as we know now, there is no really age that you become old. But these older people seem to know more than some of these younger people. So far as certain topics, certain things that you cannot even find in the digital world that let's just call it for what it is, have been actually erased. Hmm, well, only it hadn't seemed that free. They were being ruled by it. It hadn't tamed politics. It seemed crazy. And it hadn't brought people close together. It had alienated them. <laughs> the longest running of measurement of alienation in American life is the Harry's Pulse Index, which has been calculated annually for more than 50 years. It's a simple survey that asks whether respondents agree with these five statements. As I quote, what you think doesn't count very much anymore. The rich get richer and the poor get poor. Most people with power try to take advantage of people like yourself. The people running the country don't really care what happens to you. And the last one, 
you're left out of things going on around you. Hmm. Well, Harris then averages the rates of agreement to reach an index, which is roughly proxy for how include Americans feel in their country and committees. In 1998, a year after the birth of the digital nation was published, the score was 56. In 2008, it was 58. And last year, it was 69. Highest that it has ever been. The lowest level was 29. Came in the first year that it was even done, which was 1966. The same year, HP began selling the 21168, its first computer. What? A computer in 1966? Yes, that's right, Renegade Nation need to read your history. Computers had been out. Just not this small. One computer might take a whole building to function. But do you see? The more and more advanced that they get, the more alienated that the world actually became. And as of right now, we see that it has pretty much taken over the world. Everybody has become a victim to it. Let's just be honest here. If you're not part of some religious group or some type of cult, let's just call it what it is, some type of cult that actually doesn't get into the whole digital world, then honestly, you might be safe. Not to say you might be 100% safe, but you are missing a few different things that does help your mind. And if you didn't get that, meaning this digital world has corrupted many Americans' minds. And the reason why I go to Americans and just not the whole international world is because, believe it or not, there are places in other countries and across the world, whatever you want to call it, they do not really get into too much digital technology. So they have a different basis and mindset than we do. I hate to say it, not to say that they're better than us or we're better than them. It's just a whole different mindset. And when you actually talk to these people from certain countries, you can hear it in their voice and also just by their conversation. They're social. They know how to talk. Hell, they even know how to spell different words. And let's be honest here. You have got so used to just saying a text opposed to actually typing it out. Hell, you don't even know how to spell. <laughs> well, moving right along, experts might call the pictures of my father, pollution, and information ecosystem. This is the best metaphor available as of 2019 for media that is bad for us. That's right, that's what they're calling it. What then is the premise information so far as the ecosystem? What is an information super fun site? Huh? What? How do you do toxic information cleanup? Say a town that has been poisoned by the internet. Hmm? What? For the matter, how do we even agree on what's toxic? Everybody's attempt to name the problem with bad information on the internet runs into fake news. That is what the real dilemma is. Anyone can use this metaphor at a scale, including and especially 
people who have have invested in keeping things extremely toxic. The sense that shared language is impossible. It is an alienation. Even when we get good information online, we cannot always be sure where it is coming from and why we were seeing it. A profit-driven information? Hmm. Is it those algorithms? Hmm. Or is it a huge and growing fake user base to juice the statistics that shows advertisers what you even look at? Does that ring a bell? Does that sound like that good old target marketing? Hmm. Renegade Nation, we're just breaking down some of the basic key points on what is really going on, on what they have created and the barrier. Because I'm going to be honest here, on a side note, I know a lot of you remember, for those that are old enough, that good old AOL, America Online. You've got mail. You remember that? (laughs) That right there, that was like, man, that was like gold. There wasn't really any commercials. It wasn't a lot of advertisements. Hell, you would just get on the internet. You would go to what you want. One thing I can say is they kind of knew that the whole shopping online was very, very dangerous back then. So everybody kept it as the instant messenger and as something just to kind of surf the regular web, which at the time, it was only a few major sites to go to. But was it safe to say, what, 21, 22, three years later? (laughs) We see where it has gone. But with that being said, Renegade Nation, should we be scared? Should we be scared? And is this something that we should be worried about? Hmm. <sighs> Renegade Nation, I don't know anymore. All I can say is watch what your kids view. Nobody is safe. Eventually, they will have to learn. I'm not saying you should agree, but some way and somehow with this digital nation, in this digital world, it will be shown to them. With that being said, my name is E.G. the Urban Scholar, and you're listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas. Be sure to check out Renegade Rishi, Alex Jones, Patty Cakes, and a list of many more. Toxic Wise Ass, can't forget about him. What a show, what a show. Again, this is part one. We got part two coming very soon. Stay tuned for this weekend. Again, my name is EG the Urban Scholar. Season one premiere. Woo! Again, thanks to Linda, Music Mike, beautiful staff. You know those two words I'm so famous for? I'm gone. Yeah, I paid the cost. My diamonds, they floss. You think that my chain was teeth. Every game plans for keeps. These niggas lame and weak. I hit a stand during the week. Better not say what you seen. I put a heart to that lean. that lean She finna fuck me for things Yeah, Erica raised that king Facts. I just want money, not bling And the hits just keep on coming SkyPilotRadio.com